0: Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus today, pre-market podcast on a very interesting day, the 2nd of November. It's Thursday. And last night, of course, we had the Fed meeting. This is general advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. So the Fed, interesting meeting. Let's just run a few of the main points past you. Left rates unchanged, as expected, of course, unanimous decision. So they are pausing for the second month on the trot. That means the last rate rise in the US was in July, seems like ages ago now. And the rhetoric behind it, Powell is doing a press conference, and the rhetoric behind it is not hawkish. We might have expected the usual reiteration of the motherhood statements that usually accompany or have accompanied the Fed decisions in the last few months. But there's a little change of tone in this meeting, which has been taken really quite positively by the markets. The hawkishness was mild, which was seen as dovish, raising hopes that we may now have finally seen the last Fed rate rise. I think the general impression is that barring an unforeseen resurrection of the inflation trend, the Fed think that they have done. And one of the things pointing towards that is a comment that market yields are beginning to show through. What they're suggesting is that real-world borrowing costs are now doing the job. They talked about, as they always have done, the lags with which monetary policy affects economic activity and inflation. In other words, they can raise rates, but it takes a while to feed through. And I think the message from this meeting is that market yields are beginning to, as they say in quotes, show through to real-world borrowing costs, in which case their job may be done and over to the market or over to the real world to now do their job for them. And an example of that is that bond yields are, since the last rate rise in July, 25 basis points, since then bond yields are actually up 1%. So the message is that real world interest rates are beginning to do the job. And on that basis, the Fed can start to step back. So a good reaction to the Fed meeting, as I say, seen as dovish. Other little comments in there, are that the economy is surprisingly strong. The fear, of course, in the market was that we go from worrying about interest rate rises immediately into a period of worrying about recession but there is nothing in this statement that suggests that a recession or recession fears are on the horizon. And that follows, of course, the recent GDP number, which saw the US economy growing at 4.9%. It was higher than expected. That's the highest growth rate in nearly two years last quarter. So the economic backdrop to this Fed meeting is that the is all very Goldilocks. The economy is doing well, and they're getting on top of inflation. So everything going right. The quote. That the Fed used last month about the US economy is that it was growing at a solid pace. They changed that to strong pace. So how did the markets react to that? Well, bond yields have dropped significantly. 10-year bond yield down 16 basis points, 2-year bond yield down 13 basis points. Australian bond yields as well have dropped by 15 and 16 basis points in the last 24 hours. The chance of a rate rise at the December Fed meeting dropped from 28.8% to 9 The chance of a rate cut by June next year in the US rose from 50.3% to 68%. Equities jumped after the meeting, not quite the sort of 5% jump that you'd expect at a material pivot point in an equity market. NASDAQ up 1.6%. If we really were at a convincing moment or equities were thoroughly convinced that this was the peak interest rate moment, you might have expected something more dramatic than that. But then again, they've only had a couple of hours to react. And sometimes these things take time to feed into the asset allocation meetings of large fund managers in their ivory towers in New York. So it may still happen. But Nasdaq up 1.6% is not knocking my socks off. And the US dollar index, you would expect at the turning point in the market when peak interest rates kick in, you'd expect the US dollar to dramatically fall. It was down 0.3%. So not not really convincing us too much there either. Lots of other quotes coming out of that meeting, and this is where all the prudent stuff comes in. Inflation's still elevated, job market is still strong, and as one strategist says, if inflation reverses, obviously they're not done. As I say, the stock market is not about certainties, it's about probabilities, but the probability that we've seen the last US rate rise has quite significantly improved overnight. Right, on the back of all that, our future, futures this morning are up 52. It's funny how markets always seem to know our market was up 58 points yesterday and also helping the inflationary outlook. Oil prices are now below where they were on October the 7th when the Israeli conflict started and Brent down 2.76% overnight, WTI down 0.7%. We've got iron ore up 2.88%. You probably saw there was something in the market yesterday About the Chinese committing to expand their support for the local debt markets. And that caused a 1.3% rise in the iron ore price and a bounce in resources stocks yesterday. So that's continued today. BHP in the US up 1.52%. Rio up 1.15%. Metal prices mixed. Gold price down $6. May have hit the top on gold. Elsewhere, the results continue in the US. Qualcomm, Walt Disney, Airbnb. The... No dramatic share price movements there. And WeWork, you probably saw yesterday, I had a bit of a rant in my section about the WeWork filing for bankruptcy, expected to do so on Monday. Stock down 46.4% to a record low. It only listed at the end of 2021. It's a bit of a COVID thing, obviously, shared workspaces. And now going out backwards, once valued at $47 billion, that company, New York company. AMD had a big night last night, up 97 7% on the back of AI chip sales, presumably helped out by NVIDIA running into problems selling into China, although NVIDIA was up 3.8% last night. In fact, some healthy tech moves yesterday, as you'd expect from an interest rate sensitive sector. Meta up 3.5%, Tesla 2.5%, Amazon 2.9%, Microsoft 2.4%, Intel 2.2%. If the market does turn around, and if this was a convincing pivot point for equities, then big tech, which is interest rate sensitive would be at the top of the list and in the strategy portfolio I'd probably be buying again NASDAQ or LNAS for a bit of a rally. We're all still hanging on the US non-farm payrolls numbers on Friday night. Hopefully the jobs outlook doesn't upset the new dovishness. Bank of England has an interest rate decision tonight, highly expected to leave rates alone as economic growth dwindles to an anemic 0.2%. We've got trade numbers today. We've got bank results coming up. Macquarie tomorrow. I can't imagine the results are going to be great if you consider what the US investment banks are going through at the moment. So not buying that, even if I did think it was bottom of the market today. We have next week, Westpac, November the 6th, NAB, November the 9th, ANZ, November the 13th. We also have a trading update from CBA on November the 15th. And then we've got the dividends coming up as well. We've got more AGMs today. No. No big ones that I can see. We've got some CSR earnings numbers, AGMs tomorrow, Coles, Qantas. I've recently bought Qantas in the ideas portfolio and a few others. That will probably do you for today. A very interesting night. Sorry, Henry is incapacitated today on a train at the moment. He'll be back later today. So it looks like a good day. As I say, futures up 52. You have a good day. We'll be back later we